sub-series. Whoa. And you're back again. This is part two of a series we call The Sub-Series. I don't think my voice is deep enough. The Sub-Series. I don't think it's right. Anyway, we're going to learn about what to look for on a sub. Hey, big question. You want to learn something today? Let's go! Welcome to Midweek Service provided by the Church Sound Podcast. This is our version of Tech News with your host, Prentice Thompson. Have you ever wondered, how do I mic a drum set or what about getting audio to my live stream? We're here for you. This is Tech News, new product reviews, and everything you need to know about what you need to know. Welcome to Midweek Service. Yes, and welcome back to the Church Sound Podcast, Midweek Service. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. What we do every week, we do product training, product reviews, and everything you need to know about what you need to know to have sound, have amazing sound at your church. Today, it's the second part of the sub-series. Sub-series, it's all subwoofers. Everything you need to know about subwoofers. So, in today's um, demonstration or um, class, if you will, we're going to talk about what to look for in a sub. Now, what you, the first thing you need to look for is power and power handling. How, to, how much power does it handle? Whether it's active or it's passive, doesn't necessarily mean that it's louder. It means that the power available in the amplifier that's built into the active or how much power does the passive subwoofer need to be active. Now we'll talk about matching amplifiers to a passive woofer, but you need to understand the wattage of the actual sub. For instance, if your sub is a thousand watts and your tops are say 350, definitely going to be more boomy. So you need to be able to match them all up. So this, this is what I mean. You want to have enough power that it's, it's the, the low frequency is going to rumble in the room that you're in so you can dial it back if you need to. What you don't want is not enough power. You want more than enough power. So you want to make sure you have power and know what the power handling is. The second thing you need to know is the speaker size and the frequency range, because the frequency ranges change based on the speaker spot, speaker size, just as the, the power handling only suggests the overall volume, the size of the speaker listed in the frequency range provide a good idea of the depth and the optional or the, the um, operating range of the subwoofer. So that is extremely important. I would probably say point three is how you connect it. Now you have the crossover method and what the crossover method is, it's kind of like the simple set it and forget it thing, whereby you use a crossover. We'll get to that later. And this, I'll probably have this on the screen right now. The crossover method is more of a popular method, method that is used virtually in every PA system. It's, it could be the crossover or it could be a drive rack. 
It's the output of the mixing console through a crossover network which splits the signal into multiple frequency bands and sends each band to different amplifier and or speaker. This method it takes advantage of the, like I said, to set it and forget it. Basically, you're dialing in your full range above a certain, a certain frequency and you're dialing in your sub to a certain frequency range. So crossover, so you crossing over. So certain, certain frequencies only go to certain speakers. That's how you're able to control uh, the dynamics of your system and the overall color of your system. Another method is what we call the auxiliary method. Now the auxiliary method means that you use an auxiliary channel on your mixer to feed the sub. Now, how does that play in? It plays in because you can then tell the sub what you want there. Meaning, mostly it's gonna be bass guitar or bass synth, whatever going on in your church, or in the kick drum, little bit of piano, or whatever pads, you need something that's gonna rumble. But mostly it's gonna be your low frequency instruments. You can feed them specifically. The good side is that if you have a good engineer, he can he can dial it in and control it. I like to do that. However, for the novice, I wouldn't suggest that. I would probably go with the crossover method. Um, if you don't have a, a skilled engineer at your church, you go with the go, go with the crossover method. So it's kind of you turn it on, you know what it's set at, you change your volume. That's it. So there you have it. Sub series part two. Let me say that again. Sub series. Part two. Hey, listen, before you get out of here, I need you to do one thing for me. If you're listening to this, make sure you share this with as many people as you think is important to see this. I, I think I said that. You should share this. And you should review this and um, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the notification button and that subscription button. So this way, when we go up, you know about it. So I'm going to say it like I always say. I will see you, hear you, in the Matrix.